Madonna's broken, has her luck. House, this is Davina. You are live on Channel 4. Please do not swear. What, you ask me if I'm happy? Listen, I've got 87 million pounds in the bank. I've got a Rolls Royce. I've got three stalkers. I'm about to go on the board at Manchester City. I'm part of the greatest band in the world. Am I happy with that? No, I'm not! I want more! I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Welcome to the Brick Cult Podcast. With me, Mark Knox. And me, Ross McConnell. Welcome to the Brick Cult Podcast, where we examine British culture from the 90s and the noughties with our guests. Make sure you're following Brick Cult on Instagram for your daily dose of nostalgia. This week, we are joined by Elgar Johnson, who is the deputy editor and fashion director for the GQ Style. Let's go straight to our chat with Elgar. Elgar, would you like to introduce yourself and tell our listeners who you are and what you do? I am. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Elgar Johnson, and I am the fashion director of British GQ Style. Does this make you feel mad pressure to dress well every time you go out? No, not at all. God, no. I don't think about that ever, to be honest. <laughs> Which is, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, I was, we, were, we were nervous that you were going to think, look, these guys, they're not cool, and leave this podcast straight away. No, you just like wear football shirts and stuff, and I do the same, so we'll, we'll, yeah, it works. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, we'll go into some of this, this or that um, to find okay. out more about you and your tastes. Ross, I'll lead you through those. Yep, so this has been a, a regular feature on the Brick Cult podcast where I just throw a couple of options at you and uh, you pick your favourite one and feel free to justify it or if you feel like it doesn't need justified, then that's fine. So right. the first one we've got here is Italia 90 or Euro 96? Um, I'm going to say... Oof, it's hard actually. Um... Euro 96, probably, yeah. Yeah. I think people looked better at, at Italian 90, but I think that, um, I think 96 has loads of stony memories. And also, I mean, actually, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because then you start thinking about, like, actually, New Order did the song for England then, and it was amazing. Probably the greatest, I think it's probably the greatest football song of all time. But then you had Three Lions, and he had that whole, like, lad culture thing happening, and it was, it was a, uh, yeah, it's a hard one. I'd probably say Euro 96 because it was here. Yeah, were either of them more heartbreaking for you as an England fan to watch? Um, Euro 96. Yeah. Yeah. Euro 96, you know, you know why? Because as much as I loved Italian 90 and I thought it was, such a, it was a brilliant tournament, um, I was also really obsessed with the Dutch team because they just won uh, the Euros in 88, I think it was, and they had like Ruud Hullet and that, uh, Rijkaard and basically all the amazing players that were playing for AC Milan at the time. So I was kind of like, obviously supporting England, but also keeping my eye out on the Dutch as well. So by Euro 96, I was fully England. I, That's I, us I, in every tournament though. Because, <laughs> because Northern Ireland have only been in one tournament in my, life, my lifetime. Every tournament, we're keeping an eye on someone else. <laughs> Who do you keep your eye on? Uh, so, I like France, which France, probably yeah. stems from like that 96 squad. And the yeah. 98 one that I think they won the World Cup in 98 as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I was in Paris really? on holidays. And, oh, wow. Uh, it was terrifying because we just went for, a, went for a drive. And uh, I was a child, like I was eight, I think. And um, I just remember like 
the whole place going mad with like flares and French flags and everything. Obviously, like, you would. And uh, I was just like, oh my goodness, I don't like this. I want to go back. But the, one of the, like France '98 was the first football tournament I remember watching, and uh, right. really remember that Beckham red card. Oh yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy actually. That moment as well, and the whole world turned on him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so hard. Weird. It's hard to remember that now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was brilliant though because yeah, he he sort of came back from that so like, like a superstar, didn't he? Um, yeah, Beckham was great. So, Elgar, I don't know if you are a Ricky Gervais fan, but the next one, uh, if you're not a Ricky Gervais fan, could be a very quick question. Um, so, The Office or Extras? Um, the Office, yeah. I didn't really watch, I, I watched like, a couple of episodes of Extras, but I, I love The Office. I actually rewatched it like a new couple of months ago because there's nothing else to do, really, is there? Um, and um, it was, it's still really brilliant. I mean, some of the things in there are a little bit sketchy now in terms of politically correctness um but um yeah i thought that was quite groundbreaking so we're doing a feature every week where we talk about what was number one when you were 14 so apparently that's meant to be the soundtrack to your life um not right. that it'll be your favorite song but that should bring back some memories for you um number one i'm actually waiting for someone to come along where the number one is a song that no one remembers but you've got quite a good one number one when you were 14 was all that she wants but ace of bass <laughs> yeah, it's a banger. Yeah. Do you remember this song? Does this bring back any any memories, any good times of uh, being a teenager? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it was it was just, yeah, it was doing the things that you, yeah, just being a teenager wasn't it? doing things that you should be doing because you're too young to do them. <laughs> you're yeah. doing things you were meant to do. I like that song. Yeah, I mean, it was really naff, but like you know, good. It's a good pop song, and they it did a few others after that, didn't they? They were all pretty similar, but like the sign. Do you remember the sign? <laughs> I don't think so. There was, there was another big one, I, but I can't remember what it is, but yes, of bass. I remember going, my, when my friend, my friend, um, he's a photographer, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to say his name, but I remember us driving, he just bought a Porsche, because uh, like, he obviously was doing very well in his career, and he just bought a Porsche because he wanted to. And um, I remember us driving through, neither of us had ever been to Dalston before, and it was just when Dalston was apparently sort of getting trendy, and we drove through Dalston in his Porsche system to Ace of Bass. That was nice. quite. That was a brilliant moment. I really enjoyed that. Momentous moments. I'm sure anyone who heard you or saw you driving driving through in the Porsche listening to Ace of Base would have thought, "What a couple of legends!" Yeah, I think, or, or something else, yeah. <laughs> or something else. So, Elgo, we we're talking about your this supposed soundtrack to your life there. But mm. was there, or did you have like a memorable first gig, or you know, what was the first album that you bought? What kind of music did you first? You know, uh, what first ever? Like going back to when I was a kid. Yeah, if we go, if we go first ever gig. First ever gig. Oh God, I never really liked them sort of things. You know, I don't really like. Apart from going to football, I don't like crowds, so I struggled with all that. Um, what was your so first ever really... football game then? If that's the more appropriate que- or a better question, and that was nineteen eighty nine. My first one was actually I, I watched um, Arsenal win two 0 at Anfield. That's we won the league that, that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when they won the league, yeah. There's so literally that was my a, first ever game. There's yeah. a movie about that game, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, there is, yeah. There's like a documentary or something about it, yeah. That was your first um, ever football game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great that's a great kind of first I mean, obviously not for Liverpool they lost, but no, it wasn't, like, <laughs> it wasn't still like a, yeah. a, a historical game. Yeah, it was a good start, yeah. So um 
but I can't, I'm trying to think of like my first album that I bought or music that I bought. I think it was probably something like, oh, you know what it was actually? I bought Banana Rama's Greatest Hits. Wow. Uh, yeah, Banana Rama's Greatest Hits, and all because it had um, Cruel Summer on it from the karate, it was just part of the soundtrack to the Karate Kid. I yeah. loved that film. Um, so I bought it because of that, yeah. It was either that or some Pet Shop Boys album, and I didn't. I, my, I think my sister bought the Pet Shop Boys, and I bought Banana Rama. <laughs> nice. That's a that's a good day out of music band. We yeah, had yeah. Lava Larue on um, a couple of weeks ago, and the first like her first album was like Gorillas, which I thought was like a really hip for, wow. first thing to, for her to buy herself. <laughs> and then I was, the first day, the first single I actually bought myself, like went to the shop to buy, was Jerry Halliwell. Look at me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a bizarre choice for some little like whatever I'd have been like eight or nine year old going to HMV himself I was like do you know what I want look at me by Jerry Hollywell it's a banger it's, that's yeah it's big it's big that's just when she, that's when she'd left the band right and that was her yeah, first yeah. like move into solo the solo <laughs> career yeah in, in the so, video there was like she was at a funeral and the funeral was for Ginger so there was like a that's a right yeah that, I remember that. the flowers in the back saying yeah. Ginger and it, Ginger was dead and I, I was there I was there for that I was going yep um, and then so how on earth did you become a Liverpool fan? Um, it was through my dad so my dad's Jamaican and when he he moved to Liverpool um, from Jamaica that's the first place he went as a very okay. young man, um, and stayed there, and um, I guess that's that's how that happened. My my mum's from Newcastle, so they met in Liverpool, and um, and then that was it. You know, I think when you're, you know, when anyone in your family supports a team, you kind of have a choice to make. That you? you can make it really hard for yourself, or you can just go with it. Um, and luckily, he was supporting a really good, the, the best team, so that was that. I mean, years of heartbreak, obviously, but until recently. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, this season's not been great. Yeah, um, but, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah had that slight happen. improvement for two seasons there. <laughs> you were saying that like, uh, you had a lot of heartache until recently, but right now you're currently not going to Champions League next year. Yeah, but we probably are because we probably win it. So it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a way in, you do, you have a way in. Ross, how did you end up supporting Arsenal? I don't actually know this. Yeah, see, similar sort of story in that, like, just it was my family's team. Like, dad and brother supported them, and granddad supported them. But like, it was weird because they supported them, but didn't really care about football. So I thought I had to take it on myself to kind of, you know, bear the burden of supporting Arsenal for the whole family. So I got way <laughs> too in, into it, and uh, yeah, similar to Elgar is that you know, pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> Well, that's it, literally the pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's weird because obviously, like, when I moved over to England, loads of people were saying, hey, why do you support Arsenal? You're from Northern Ireland. But everyone in Northern Ireland supports English teams. I have a I have an Irish league team. I support Glenavon, who I, you know, I faithfully go and see every Saturday. My uncle, my uncle supported Man City. Um, and... So when I started supporting them, we were we had just been promoted to the first division, and uh, it was so I went to see them. I went to see City. My first football game was City v Blackburn, and uh, we won two one. Jeff Whitley scored the first goal, who uh, who was played for Northern Ireland. So he, I think apparently now he works in a second hand car dealership. <laughs> um, but uh, 
<laughs> yeah, since then I was a City fan. I actually bought this shirt, not this one, obviously, because it wasn't a very hefty nine-year-old, but I bought this shirt. <laughs> my first visit when I was there, only in a small age, nine to ten. For for you, what were your fashion kind of heroes, inspirations during the nineties and nineties? Oh, you know what, Beckham. Beck, like, yeah. I, I remember. I, I remember. I went to Tenerife on holiday, and I I wore a sarong. Like I wore a sarong. I had the vest, and I had the wow. sort of like slides on. And yeah, now I think I went to Lineker's bar like with my mates and stuff. And I, I mean, I thought I was. I thought he was one of the greatest dressed people. <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, it was like big looks all the time from David Beckham. So, and if he was doing it, it was okay. Yeah. So I, I would say he was a really, I wouldn't say a style icon, but he was someone that I thought was like always looked really good and was really like daring. Like not, no one else was doing that. Like the only person, the only sports person that was actually really out there dressing like wild was like Dennis Rodman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, he was going to a different extreme in which I actually, I had piercings. I had my nose pierced and my tongue pierced because of Dennis Rodman as well because I liked that was when I was really young I, mean, I was only about like 14 or something like that it was quite wild to be honest there was loads of well-dressed people in the 90s I think like even like if you went into the more Brit pop sort of scene there's like you know it's a, it's a female um, art, artist but like Justine Frischman like she always looked amazing um, and you know and, and actually the Gallagher brothers they actually they looked really pretty Liam in particular dressed great he had, he had a really great sense of stuff. But it was really random. Like, it wasn't like he was wearing really expensive things. Like, he would wear, like, a Marks and Spencer's jumper or something. It would make it look really good. You know, I think it's more about the attitude. If you had a good attitude, like, a, a real, like, banging attitude in the, in the 90s, then you could put anything on and look good. We've been to see Liam Gallagher, me and Ross, at least twice together, though. And the amount of, like, dicks that, that look like they're going to a fancy dress party. In the crowd, <laughs> who have dressed up as Liam Gallagher, and it's, it doesn't it doesn't work. I used to I used to have the mod haircut. I'm not, can't lie about it. But um, there's there's boys, and you're just going, ah, like you're not Liam Gallagher though, and it's it's a bit, it's a bit like the going to Star going to see the Star Wars premiere dressed up as like C three PO, like burn <laughs> off for the night, like. But don't do this in your in your whole life. I remember you were in a, a Fred Perry um, polo. Top that night though, Mark. I think you were probably one of them. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have the hair at that point. No, I didn't. Um, no. You know you what? Though, that, that's, that's what makes a great pop star, though, isn't it? When you want to be actually be them, like when you've got people dressed, wanting to dress like you, look like you, act like you. You know, that's that's like that's what you want. That's the epitome of it, isn't it? I remember Noel Gallagher saying he hates when fans turn up at his shows dressed up like Liam. Though he's like, that's <laughs> that's not me. That's my brother here dressing up as. <laughs> yeah, it's harder to dress up as Noel. What do you wear? Yeah, I was going to say it's quite hard to dress as him. Yeah, and although but, he was always dressed really nice, it just wasn't very like like you know trendy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I grew like a, a sort of mod cut a couple of years ago, and uh, was going for the full the full Noel, you know, navy bomber jacket and grey jeans and uh, desert boots all the time. But then I realised I looked like a dad, and I was I was in my like mid <laughs> and I was yeah, like, you have to be careful, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll do this again when I'm in my forties. Right now, I'll, I just look like a dad. <laughs> I do think that's what that's like. No style was or, or is just like a cool dad. He just dresses like a cool dad. <laughs> ultimately, he is he's like 50, 52, 53, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does dress up. Yeah, he's a cool dad. He's not a barbecue dad. He's a cool dad. So, Elgar, every week we each add a new song to the Brick Cult uh, soundtrack. Yeah, so this week I am going to add 
bonkers by Dizzy Rascal. Um, <laughs> for me, probably, I, I remember kind of getting this song Bluetooth to my Sony Ericsson and then listening to it like with the phone up to my ear. Uh, home kind of thing and that was probably the, the it was kind of on it was on the music channel as well which is like in 2009 was the only way that I listened to music and it's a tune yeah I, yeah it's a tune yeah yeah I don't know why I'm trying yeah. so hard to justify this but it's, I, yeah, it's you like it. sell it <laughs> we're not we're not gonna say no it's gone on <laughs> please guys know, it's let me choice. add it let me add it to the soundtrack <laughs> Yeah, I give you I give you permission to add that on there, Ross. Brilliant, yeah. thank you. My song this week, and it's the first time I've added a song by this artist, and now this is the artist that I am most obsessed with. Um, on the Brit Cult Instagram, I have to stop myself from posting him every single day. He is my hero, the greatest pop icon of all time, Robbie Williams. Um, oh God, I know you guys love Robbie Williams, don't you? You're always posting about him. <laughs> I am. I am like I am obsessed with Robbie Williams. Um, so before I bought my own Jerry Halliwell single my dad used to buy me a single every two weeks I don't know why or like what he, he like gave me a really wide range in taste but the very first CD like was cassette actually cassette single I ever had was Let Me Entertain You but that's not the song we're putting on the song we're putting on is Strong um, by Robbie because it is it's just an unbelievable song um, yeah. I, I love Robbie I think that second album is probably one of his best ever um, and the world has forgotten, Britain has forgotten how much it loved Robbie Williams. I don't understand. Yeah, how. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So Nebworth, like one of the biggest events of all time in 2003. And now if yeah. I put up a post of Robbie, which I will on Brick Cult this week, <laughs> there'll be a lot of comments going, what a knob. But it's, it's as if nobody remembers that like, he's like the biggest selling artist of the noughties. He had like the biggest selling concert of all time in the UK. Where is, where have all the Robbie fans gone? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right there. No, he, he, yeah, he's done some good songs. And also he looked really good back in the nineties as well. I mean, he still looks good now, but like he looked, he like, he had, he, he was actually really stylish. But yeah. when he jumped up on stage of like Oasis and stuff, he was doing the whole bleached blonde hair thing, just like he did take that. And he looked great. You look brilliant then. So what, what song are you going to add to the Brick Cult soundtrack? Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Um, I love the Scream Delica album by Primal Scream. Yep. I mean, that's one of my favourite albums. And I love, but I actually love Scream Delica, the actual song, which I don't think is on the Scream Delica album. It was on, I think it's on the Dixie Narco EP. Yep. Um, and it's like 12 minutes long or something. Or nice. alternatively, if you want to put something silly up and a bit fun, then I'd put up uh, Terrorvision Tequila, Mint Royale Remix. Tequila, it makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> um, Have you uh, have you seen? I don't know. Like it only came out last week, but I mean, we're in lockdown. Have you seen Creation Stories yet? No, I was going to watch it last night, and then I started watching Justice League, and it was four and a half hours long. Yeah, the new cut of Justice League. If you watch Creation yeah. Stories, there's, there's lots about Prime Scream, obviously. In it. Tequila is a great song. Other uh, other drink theme song that we're not adding. I'm going to have to cut this off, but I probably will add some week. Is uh, <laughs> do you remember the song Sambuca? No. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. White boys and the spell, the spell yeah. name at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. W I D E. That there. Yeah. And then absolutely love that song. Ross, if you don't know it, I'm going to send it to you. Listen to. Okay. Uh, yeah. Super. <laughs> that that kind of brings us to the end of our uh, of our podcast. So thank you oh, so much fun. on dissecting some of the nineties and the noughties. Um, have you anything you need yeah. to plug? Uh, <laughs> no, no, nothing. No, absolutely nothing. 
Um, just, no, going by GQ. Just going, yeah, going by GQ if you want. Super, thank you so much um, for Pleasure. joining us. And that was, that was brilliant. So thank you so much, Elgar, for that chat. Um, make sure you follow him on Instagram and make sure you're following GQ Style. Um, we have our um, You've Got Mail feature coming now. You've got mail. So, yep, we have asked our followers and our listeners again uh, another question. What was the question this week, Mark? This week we were asking if there was one fashion trend that you could bring back, bring to 2021, what would it be? And we've had some great answers, to be fair. Um, Let's start off with low-waisted jeans. Yeah, low-waisted jeans were like, in women's fashion, uh, like they're a big thing. And like when I watched the UC or One Tree Hill, but low-waisted jeans for men just became your jeans worn around your bum. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember it. Because I, I remember people, this is maybe wear like designer pants, like yeah. you know, sales like skyrocketed because you actually wanted people to see what boxers you were wearing because your jeans were halfway down your bum. Yeah, I can remember though at the time, I know she's referring to jeans and we're talking about boxers, but boxers seem baggy or two. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd wear like that material type. Right. So this one, this next one is one that's uh, close to my heart. It's uh, the flick. <laughs> the flick? <laughs> if people don't know what the flick is, do you want to explain the flick? So, well, I mean, the best way I can explain the flick is Simon from The Inbetweeners. The kind of like the Statue of Liberty. Um, like three or four big like spikes coming up coming up the front of your hair really yeah but it does it just doesn't it just doesn't exist anymore no there's like there's nobody there's like there's always people that still have curtains there's always people that still have a mullet there's always people that still have whatever but there's no one else out there anymore that still has the flick in all its glory any listeners out there who are still rocking a flick get in touch and send us a photo of you and your flick we want to see it we're going to put it in the brick cult story we're going to make you famous we want to bring the flick back i'll uh, i'll i'll raise you to that that if there are any brick cult listeners that are hairdressers uh and on the 12th of april want to give me the flick <laughs> i will you did I'll, I'll try and resurrect it okay the full flick the full flick okay any hairdressers out there nicky clark if you're listening get involved and um, thank you for listening to the brick cult podcast and um, make sure you give us a follow on instagram um, and if you're following you may as well follow ross and myself as well we will see you next week for another